In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy, who's just trying to run a small business, is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. All right, buddy. There you have it. I, the Joan Jet version of "I Hate Myself for Loving You," which you know does not that does not have to do with you and I. We love each other and we don't hate it. Uh, but it was sort of directed at the relationship between you and your contractor. It, it doesn't fit perfectly though, because I, I think you hate yourself for having anything to do with him, but you don't necessarily love him. You certainly don't at this point. Yeah, I, uh, it's, I mean, it's just a real nightmare. Look, we have our health, right? You do. Mm-hmm. And we're in the, um, in the guest house. So that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone is on the verge of a nervous breakdown now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, you know, when you're like, uh, you're, I mean, sheeps came over on the Mayflower. So when y'all embarked on the Mayflower, like day one, or, or the sheeps that uh, embarked on the uh, maiden voyage of the Titanic. You get on the thing, you have a glass of champagne, there's funfetti in the air, maybe you get a baked Alaska the first night. It's fun, right? You're mm-hmm. excited about it. Mm-hmm. By the time, you know, the Mayflower runs into Cape Cod or the Titanic runs into the iceberg, you have a different perspective on things, right? Like, you know, you're, you're basically broken at that point. Yeah, well, for sure, I think that's true of the Pilgrims. It was a long journey. They landed on Plymouth Rock, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I, I think in the case of the Titanic, though, people were still, you know, sort of whooping it up and looking for a good time when they slammed into the berg of ice. And this is a little housekeeping first. David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, we are back post-Thanksgiving. Uh, um, and um, we mean business. We are uh, uh, located. Uh, you can find us, our info. Anything you need to know about us on our website, ipfrequently.com. And you can also find our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast. We recommend, right? We recommend iHeartRadio because we get a little, little, little something from them. What it is, I don't know, but we get something. (laughs) And uh, uh, when you do go there, remember to subscribe, rate, and review and uh, recommend us. Uh, You can also learn more about our show uh, on social media. Wherever you have your social media, whether it be the InstaFace, the uh, the Twitter X, uh, MySpace, the TikTok, you enter at IP underscore frequently, and uh, you'll either get us or your local urologist. Either way, uh, you'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's you want to uh, have a, you want to have a good podcast at your fingers. You want to have a good urologist at your fingers. So there you go. Correct. Uh, so the JFK thing, it's, it's the 60th anniversary of the murder mm-hmm. of President Kennedy is, uh, has mm-hmm. just passed. 
and uh, they had a big, big conference down in Dallas. They had another one in, um, uh, I want to say, Duquesne University, where one of the pathologists who worked on the uh, autopsy is now a professor or something. And uh, amazing, it's going to be like 90 years old. But they, yeah. they, they've released a bunch of specials, and there was a special that uh, came out on one of the streaming networks. And the, uh, the special was what the doctors saw, saw at Parkland. Right. So these are the doctors that worked on JFK when he was rushed in uh, right after being shot. And they mm-hmm. had all these doctors. It was filmed in like 2013. And it's something that's never been seen before. But it's like a little sit down where they're all sitting around a coffee table, swapping more stories, having cocktails. You know how it is. Indeed. And uh, uh, but they're all there. All, all of them. And these are the doctors who were in the room were basically saying that, uh, you know, the wounds were were this was an entrance wound coming from the front. and there had to be another shooter and there was no way it was only three shots. I mean, these were the doctors in the room. Um, I mean, just astonishing that, uh, you know, this, it took so long for this to come out. And then you see the, the uh, credibility of these guys. And it really kind of does take you back. It kind of makes you uh, say, uh, you know, that, that that's pretty dispositive that something nefarious took place. And, And these guys have no books to sell and, this was something that they filmed like 10 years ago, but uh, uh, very, very interesting stuff. So th- these were the docs that did the autopsy? No, these were the docs at Parkland Hospital. In, oh, in, in Dallas. Dallas. So these were the yeah, ones who okay. get the immediate right. treatment, the guys who right. tried to save, you know, save his life. Right. right, and, right, uh, right. But they were describing the wounds they saw. And then they were looking at the autopsy photos and looking at the testimony from the Warren Commission by the uh, uh, by the autopsy doctors mm-hmm. and completely different. <laughs> so but these guys didn't testify to the Warren Commission themselves. I, I don't I don't know that they they certainly didn't. Um, they were not given the, uh, the the sort of credibility that the autopsy doctors were given. And there were a lot of people that that's because the autopsy doctors were in on it, but they were in on it. Well, somebody was somebody doctored something because these are these are the doctors and these guys are these guys are, you know, all retired now. Some of them had died since this thing was filmed. Mm-hmm. But to a man, they were saying this is not the wound I saw. This is not how it was described. They're, they're saying the neck wound had to be a little bit lower and, and the other the head wound had to be come from the front. They, they remember seeing a small entry wound at the front of the head i mean it's mm-hmm. it's amazing and, and these are the you know these are not some this is not some crazy you know not that he's crazy but this is not like rob clark our good friend of the show who uh um, has his own theories it by the way was uh supposed to go to the uh the dallas conference but uh, got called into work at the last minute so he um see another conspiracy that's it. That, well, that could be a conspiracy. So he is doing a series. This is another interesting. But I, I think the doctor thing is really relevant because these are people with credibility who are like, what the hell happened here? But then on the other end, Rob Clark uh, apparently was doing a um, there's the, the conference in Dallas, like a three day deal, right, where they, they just go all day and people present right different theories. And Rob okay. Clark was presenting on all the people with the last name Martin who were connected with the JFK assassination martin martin hmm. well that does sound riveting i mean how many were there uh i don't know i didn't i didn't go to the conference oh okay 
Well, I'm sure it'll be published somewhere. There'll be a Netflix special or something to catch up. Yeah, I mean, it was on his podcast. He was he was working his way through the Martins, and the one uh, that I saw him do was John T. Martin. Ah, JT to his friends. Don't you have Martin houses on your property? That's uh, Purple Marlin. Oh, Marlin. Okay, that's different. Okay. He did an he did an episode. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this. This is his series, and listen, this is um, obviously a friend of the show, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna share this link to everyone who can see it here in the studio audience. But if you look at the show, what he did, the conference was, I guess it's this Lancer conference, right? Lancer, L-A-N-C-E-R, which is the annual Dallas conference, and he um, did. The, the special presentation he did was on the Martins, all the people named Martin. And mm -hmm. then on his podcast, he did that same presentation because he didn't make it to Dallas. And then he did special episodes on Jack S. Martin mm -hmm. and John T. Martin. Uh, and, and if you see the episode list here and you scroll through it, you'll, you'll see, first of all, an interesting picture of Lee Harvey Oswald and our good friend Rob Clark. But then you'll see down below that these Martin episodes are starting to leak online so you can see them and hear them and learn about this mm. online okay all right i mean i bet you never thought that there were so many martins attached to this uh jfk thing uh no i i in fact would not have been able to tell you there were any martins <clears throat> and if i had been told well yes there were martins involved my guess would have been that there were very few you know, just statistically, but see, that's, that's why Rob Clark is who he is. I would have guessed Martin short or Martin Balsam, the great character actor from Archie Bunker's place. Yeah. See, once again, you, you have me in an advantage there, my friend. Well, some would say disadvantage, others advantage. Others yeah. didn't say anything. Um, but I think probably a little less credible than the, uh, than the Parkland doctors, but not by much, not by much at all. Um, so a lot going on since we last, uh, since we last convened. So we've got, um, uh, you know how great people die in threes? Uh, yeah, traditionally that uh, has been the case, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, great people die in threes. So we've got Henry Kissinger, Rosalind Carter, and now Sandra Day O'Connor all dead. Yeah, that's true. But uh, didn't Sandra Day O'Connor die quite some time ago, or am I thinking of someone else? I mean, I think you're thinking of somebody else. I think. Oh, uh, did she just die? I think she just died. Oh, okay. Well, December first of 2023. Yeah. Maybe she well, was that, dead that, to you when she left the court. That could be. Well, that could be. That could be what I'm thinking of. Is that I simply dismissed her once she was no longer one of the Supremes. That is entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's uh, I think that's interesting that you uh, I mean, great first female in the Supreme Court, Henry Kissinger, the first man to be both a national security advisor and uh, um, uh, secretary of state. He held both those positions at the uh, at the uh, same time. So that's interesting. And then Rosalind Carter, mm -hmm. beloved first lady who I believe your dad, uh, your dad knew. Yeah, really liked her. Actually, is on record as as having said that uh, she was the smartest person in that White House. 
could be. I mean, it had a sterling reputation. Never, never. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, old uh, Kitty Dukakis drinking the rubbing alcohol or uh, uh, Nancy Reagan with the, with the, you know, the Ouija board or Barbara Bush with the men's shorts. It was, um, it was, uh, you never really had a story about uh, Rosalind Carter, a bad one. Yeah, no, no, one. she was a, she was a sharp cookie. And, um, you know, will be missed, was missed. I mean, obviously, both of the Carters sort of retired from the public eye quite some time ago. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, she was a solid first lady. You know, what's interesting. I mean, she, she taught Sunday school even after she left the White House at her local. They moved right back mm-hmm. to their house. And they, yep. The Habitat for Humanity thing. I mean, other than the support of third world tin pot communist dictators, he was probably the most successful, you know, air quote, successful ex-president because he actually went out did something nice for people and, and help people. But, uh, you know, she was still a Sunday school teacher when she um, left the White House and they both lived well into their 90s. And then they oh, both, yeah. both went into hospice care. I mean, he's been in hospice care for like eight months. I mean, I think it was like March that he went to hospice care and, and uh, he um, he actually attended the funeral. He doesn't, he looks, I mean, he's ninety eight years old or whatever mm-hmm. but uh he he attended the funeral so you usually don't uh you don't see that but you hear good stories about her and it's sad that she's uh sad that she's gone and that that, that was a, a another person from a different time and then of course you lose uh um Sandra Day o'connor who claimed to fame maybe the supreme court maybe the time that john riggins got drunk uh in front of her at a uh white house correspondence dinner dinner and called her sandy baby uh, and then proceeded to fall through a table. I mean, that, yeah. you know, that's, that's greatness. And then Henry Kissinger, uh, secretary of state, some people love him. Some people hate him. He, uh, one of the architects of getting us out of, uh, Vietnam, um, wrote countless books, charged huge amounts for his, uh, services after he, uh, after he left public service. I mean, he was mm-hmm. in, uh, he was, uh, formed his own company to consulting work for other governments the chinese loved him right the chinese government loved him. i think he like had an audience with the uh the the president of china this year and when he turned 100 he went to china and he uh had an audience with uh xi 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 yeah. so you know another one he'll be he'll be uh he'll be missed and he also was a uh was a ladies man right he he dated around and he um uh you know, apparently was known to uh, frolic with uh, all sorts of uh, ladies. Jill St. John. Jill mm-hmm. St. John was one of his uh, um, one of his women. I think uh, Liz Taylor. Um, uh, who else? I mean, there's a list somewhere. Raquel Welch. I guess he dated Raquel. How could that happen? How did that happen? Well, I mean, you know, he was a you know, obviously strikingly handsome, erudite, you know, jet setter type. And, you know, obviously had a way with the ladies. I actually saw him live when I was a cadet at the, uh, at the United States Air Force Academy. He came to visit us and spoke. So you, the cadet wing eats lunch, the noon meal, all at the same time at a giant hall called Mitchell Hall, which is like two acres and completely open. And so it's kind of a cool building. It has all these windows that look out on the mountains. And then it has this like 
balcony essentially where like the wing staff and important people ate lunch. And he was up there as a guest of the Academy. And he was there on a Friday before a football game, we were playing Utah. And so he got up at the podium, said a few words and then said, go air force beat Utah. And then he sat down. Was the, the dining hall named after former Senator George Mitchell? Uh, no, it was named after. Uh, Can I have one more guess? Sure. Former New York Mets slugger in 1986 world series champion, Kevin Mitchell. That's also a good guess, but no, it's general Billy Mitchell of the army air corps. Okay. I would, my, my next uh, guess was going to be, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. The hall was built long before Mitch Trubisky was born thankfully well anyway so that's good you get to meet him was it true that he ate bratwurst at every meal that i don't know i did not see him eat bratwurst at that meal but i was for a number of reasons not invited to the staff tower so i'm not really sure what he ate i i read that he ate bratwurst at every meal that's what i uh that's what i understood i don't understand I mean, that's yeah well maybe he did i mean he certainly lived to be 100 maybe we should all do that yeah i mean who uh who knows? But anyway, he'll be uh, he'll be missed. And uh, I guess he even advised Trump and talked to Biden and uh, great uh, live to be 100. So you can't really uh, you can't really beat that. You no. can't beat it. You can't beat it. And he never got back to public service, though, after the Ford administration. He just consulted, made a fortune, went to the Godfather premiere. That's part of that uh, whole series about the God making of the Godfather movies. He mm. went to the Godfather premiere. And uh, I wonder know, why. Maybe just likes movies. Well, I think I think there was a big uh, political deal to get him there. I think it was Secretary of State at the time, so it was a big uh, a big thing. So that's uh, you know that's uh, that's good. I mean, God bless him. Off to a better place. Probably negotiating with the Chinese at the uh, um, big uh, round uh, negotiating table in the sky. There you go. God bless him. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Uh, next, Brad, a uh, lot going on in politics. We are careening toward a uh, um, uh, Biden-Trump um, campaign uh, season. I, I, you know, everything is going to kick off in a few weeks with the first primaries. Biden's going to cruise, and it looks like Trump's going to cruise. Um, and uh, not much you can really do to to get away from that. Trump has been found in contempt a couple of times of a gag order in one of his civil trials. I think this is the one for the civil fraud um, trial with his um, uh, with that New York company where he got all that insurance money. And, uh, mm-hmm. What are the odds that Trump is convicted of something between now and election day that would prevent him? from being eligible for public office. Is there any chance of that? I, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are certain crimes you can be convicted of that would disqualify you or make it difficult to, to execute the duties of president, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, could, uh, you, could, you could be in jail. But I mean, anything he was convicted of, the, the civil fraud trial in New York looks like it is headed towards a big... Uh, uh, verdict against him, but it's a civil trial. Um, I think those those cases in D.C. surrounding the documents, there could mm-hmm. be, be a, there's probably going to be a conviction there before the election, but they, they, those will all go up on appeal. 
there's right. no chance you're going to appeal her before the election. Um, so I, 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 I don't, I don't think so. There have been some challenges to his being placed on the ballot. I think in your, in your home state, Colorado, they tried to challenge whether or not uh, he was disqualified based on the January 6th attack and leading a sedition against the United States. Um, that did not turn out well. I think he was, he, he, he won that challenge, but I don't think there's any way to keep him out based on any criminal conviction. Um, I, I, I uh, we, we just, the timing doesn't uh, line up now. There may be a case where he starts getting convicted of these things and people start taking a second and a third look and say, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense and we can't, we can't do this. Um, so, you know, and, and then, yeah, I, yeah, I got, I mean, <laughs> Unfortunately, or for better or for worse, I mean, I guess it just is what it is. You decide you're going to be a democracy and, you know, you pays your money, it takes your chances that you're going to wind up with twice in one lifetime, a race between, you know, just two knuckleheads like Biden and Trump. But, you know, both sides of this equation are just, you know, set in their ways. Everybody who's a Trumper, no matter what he's convicted of, they're going to just believe it was a sham trial and, you know, it was his political opponents out to get him. And they may be right. I'm, I'm not saying that's not true, but that is certainly what the pro-Trump side is going to believe. And so they're not going to shift an inch. Right? That's just going to make them want to vote for Trump even more. And then you got the pro-Biden side who are going to just be giddy with any conviction and, you know, march up and down the street saying, well, this sh should remove him from the ballot. He's a criminal. He's he's a fraudster, whatever. And they are likewise not going to move one inch off of their position. So I guess there's a, a sliver of folks in the middle, which is too bad. I mean, you would hope the middle would be the largest chunk of those three groups, but it doesn't seem like it is. So there'll be some sliver of folks in the middle who may be swayed one way or the other, whether they believe the judicial process was adequately and appropriately applied to Trump or whether or not they believe he's just been a victim of his political opponents and shift them one way or the other. But you're not most people at this point, seeing what's coming down the pike, knowing we're going to have to do Trump Biden again, are have already made up their mind on that. I mean, they're either on this side or on that side and nothing that happens, you know, between now and a year from now is going to change that. Yeah, I think that's I think large part, that's right. I think there is that middle that may at some point look at it. You know, it's, it's like everything, right? If, if you have one politically charged case, you know, but, but as they add up, maybe five to 10% of people, maybe moderates will, will look at it and say, there's no chance we can do this. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to elect Biden again. And then Biden is going to be pretty much comatose in his second term. And he's pretty much comatose now. Although, did you mm -hmm. see he was on the uh, island of Nantucket for Thanksgiving and he did the polar plunge? Hmm. Isn't that where your uh, server racks were for a while, Nantucket? They were on the island. Well, that's how uh, pretty much all servers that come in, the racks mm -hmm. especially, mm -hmm. from the Far East have to mm -hmm. be housed on Nantucket for uh, inspection uh, purposes and for general uh, QC, quality control. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that makes sense. Not to mention, you know, quarantine to make sure they don't have some sort of foreign disease that we don't want to let onto the mainland. But no, I, I, I did not see that old Joe did the polar plunge. He you sure he it was him and not a stunt double? It could have been a stunt double. I know that they do that with the presidents. 
mm-hmm. all the time. They should have done that for JFK, but no one would volunteer, right? Yeah, that's a tough stunt to pull off. You can do it, but just once. I mean, that that's remember the back in the day when we used to do that time travel thing, and then you'd always have that moral dilemma of do you save JFK or do you mm-hmm. just sit down and get out the popcorn? Yeah, it's a toughie. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I don't think it looked like him. It looked like him. He hopped in. I mean, he, uh, I didn't see him in the water. That's the thing. It's like, it's like the moon landing. You never saw them on the moon. You always saw them mm-hmm. on that movie set. And mm-hmm. uh, and Walter Cronkite playing with those models. That's it. But you never, and Kissinger played with models too, but a different variety. But uh, mm-hmm. you never saw them, you know, on the moon, folks. You saw them on the moon. And you know, I never saw Biden swim, but I saw him with a towel with wet hair. Yeah, see, there you go. I mean, that is not conclusive proof that he jumped into the freezing cold water. It is just conclusive proof that at some point in time he was wearing a towel and had wet hair. That's it. Yeah, I mean, now he was surrounded with other people who also had wet hair and towels. Mm. But again, you never saw them on the moon. Either. It's a deep fake. I mean, you can't rely on photographic evidence of anything anymore. Not in this day and age. Deep not, with AI, not with AI. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there it is. So we're we're careening down that uh, careening down that path. Not exactly where you um, where you want to be, but uh, you know it's where we uh, where we are. A little good news though. Um, did you happen to see the big debate last night between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom? Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Oh no, uh, I did not. I didn't even know it was happening. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, they've been negotiating this debate for like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did it on the Hannity show. You know Hannity? On, uh, I do. I do. Fox. I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they uh, did this debate and they, they went after each other on their record and on the state of uh, affairs. At one point, DeSantis pulled up a map of San Francisco. And there's this there was this app that if you visit San Francisco, tells you where where to avoid because there's uh, someone is defecated on the sidewalk. <laughs> and so he pulled out this map and it was like this big brown blurb and it was imposed over the map of the city of San Francisco. And he was just like, this is all, you know, the, the, the result of this leadership. You get the poop all mm-hmm. over the cities, people leaving the states. I guess they ran out of U-Hauls and used that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a very, uh, very interesting debate of two potential leaders of uh, tomorrow. It's too bad DeSantis is not getting more traction in the Republican Party, and it's too bad someone who's um, uh, got all his wits about him, like uh, Newsom, whatever you think about his policies, at least he's not um, senile. You know, it'd be nice if the Democrats tried to do something like that, other than Kamala Harris. I think I think Kamala Harris is the best life insurance that. Uh, Biden's got his big one. Look at her, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, I've got to, uh, yeah, we've got to." Uh, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that running the country. So it's like the weekend. Ever you ever see Weekend at Bernie's? I did. I did actually. Uh, and then finally, on the political front, um, uh, George Santos, uh, your friend of mine. This is the guy. Remember the guy who became a congressman, a Republican from New York last year. He. Um, Oh, yeah. He basically made up his whole life story. Every single part of his resume, I think, including his name, all of it was incorrect. It was was false. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and then he had this um, uh, he he had his he was spending money on Botox and um, getting hair plugs and and all the from his donation. Uh, from his donations, he was getting like Botox mm-hmm. once a week, and he was really going right to this Botox place in Washington D.C. And then he, um, 
was starting fights with people, and then he tried to grab onto the Israel issue. Um, but he's been expelled from Congress. That means he is uh, he is booted. He is out the door. Republicans and Democrats both voted together to kick him out. And I assume we're going to see him uh, once he gets out of jail. We're probably going to see him on the um, on the TV at some point. On some oh level. yeah, for sure, he'll be a political commentary guy. Someplace, <clears throat> somebody will pick him up for the entertainment value. Well, that's good, buddy. That's good. It's interesting that the Republicans can nominate someone like that, because if I remember correctly, there was a pretty extensive uh, list of uh, dates and times where he was uh, uh, in drag shows, and, and, uh, air quotes, performing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean. But anyway, it's, it's interesting they would dominate. But you know what? They got rid of They realized their mistake. And they, yeah, uh, and he's out the door. Expelled. He's expelled. He's, they keep all the others. But uh, they keep yeah. the, the folks that are that whole squad deal, you know, going after Israel, saying from the river to the sea, yeah. Palestine will be all those people. Are, yeah. Are well, flat. of course. I mean, and again, you haven't changed the thing, right? I mean, if you take one drop out of the ocean, you have not changed the ocean. And if you take one lunatic out of Congress, you have not changed Congress. That's just the way it is. Did you see this story that Israel may have known about that uh, attack in advance and didn't do anything about it? No, I don't believe that. That's the same group of people that says we knew about Pearl Harbor and didn't do anything about it. No, this was in the New York Times. The New York Times had an article yesterday. That's what they said. They said that they knew. I mean, it it was a Netanyahu hit piece. But sure, uh, of course it was. Basically, said that he knew that it was coming because they had all these indications, and um, uh, he didn't do anything about it. But that would be probably against. Well, I, I mean, just first of all, the New York Times, that once was a fantastic newspaper, the paper of record for the United States, is now just a rag. It's just, it's just crap, and it, it makes no sense. I mean, even if, even if you want to take the position that Netanyahu was looking for an excuse to go into Gaza. He didn't need that in order to be able to do it. And it didn't really paint him in, in a very good light, right? I mean, they got jolly stomped by a bunch of, you, you know, crazy people driving bulldozers and, you know, getting it 20 miles into the state of Israel, right? I mean, that does not reflect well on your commander in chief. And so, yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah, it's not uh, not good, but that's that's the lab. I mean, they're trying to push him out um, uh, out of uh, out of power. I guess we'll see. Well, they've been trying to do that for years. I mean, Netanyahu has been around for how long as a senior voice in Israeli politics? I mean, since I was a young man, it's got to be at least thirty years, if not longer than that. I remember he was in. Uh, he used to. He, he was over here. I don't know if he was the ambassador or something, but during the Gulf War, he was. Uh, he was over here and he was always on the, uh, remember David Brinkley? He was always on the day this week. With yes. David that was a great show. Good old David. What happened to him? Dead. Oh, there you go. Cut, cut short too, too, um, too soon, I guess. It's just, uh, he used to wear an amazing wig. I remember that. Did he have a wig? Had to have been a wig. You remember his hair had that big wave over the front of it? Yeah. But at the end, he just kind of was, he was bald. Yeah, well, he lost the wig. That's what happens. I mean, it's too bad he's not still around, right? He would be, let's see, born in 1920. So he'd be 103 right now. Yeah. He made it to 83. I guess that's where 
you basically make it to 80 and then you think you're better when you're doing it. It's, yep. Yeah, David Brinkley. Uh, let's see. America going back to the moon. That's exciting. Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, NASA will launch a, uh, a, a rocket, um, uh, a U.S. craft, and land it on the surface of the moon. First time in 50 years. So some would say first time ever we've mm-hmm. had a, a craft on the uh, on the on the moon, but I guess it's like a privatized deal where they have a uh, uh, private company that NASA is paying to launch this uh, craft into space. The craft will uh, hover in the atmosphere and flutter about and land on the surface of the moon in January. Oh, well, there you go. Got NASA outsourcing space travel to somebody. Maybe Penske. I mean, they, you know, they rent got things. A, and I've got, a, I'm looking out the door now at a Penske truck rental, right? Literally, right. I mean, I could, I could spit from here and hit it. It's, it's almost, I believe it is touching the, uh, the guest house here. And then we've got one, two, three, four pods. All our worldly belongings are here or on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, just can't put them in the house yet because the inspector won't let us. Well, does the Penske truck look capable of space travel? I mean, it was driven here by Michael's dad. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, right. Well, there you go. Maybe it's Penske. Penske <clears throat> truck rental. It's a big truck, and it's filled with uh, our worldly belongings. So hopefully there's a lock on it. But who knows? Who knows? knows? Who knows? Who knows? Have, you, have you even opened the door to look and see what's in there? Yeah. It, it literally, I was taking the kids to school today, talking to you, in fact. Mm-hmm. And as we were driving up the street, the Penske truck was going down the street. And now it's parked... Uh, it's parked right next to the house. So you don't actually have firsthand knowledge. Your worldly possessions are in that truck. I mean, it could be full of marshmallow cream for all you know. Could be empty. Could be empty. Could be empty. Cigarette, cigarette cases. I mean, we wouldn't be so lucky. Um, yeah. You know, we'd make a fortune. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, dilemma we have here. Interesting mm-hmm. dilemma. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, we are uh, we are endeavoring to get in there, and at some point, some of our stuff will be um, will be put into the uh, house. I assume. I assume that that's how it who's goes. who's moving the stuff into the house. We have movers. Ah, okay. You know what? It is what it is. But we uh, we um, we get off on this tangent uh, because of the whole moon landing thing. But yeah, they'll be uh, landing on the moon. Rockefeller Center. So we went to New York this week. My wife had a uh, a book signing, and uh, that was uh, uh, exciting. Um, and Good. Good. We left, and they did the uh, tree lighting, and it was attacked mm-hmm. by Palestinian terrorists, protesters, protesters. Well, much of a muchness. And and what did these protesters slash terrorists do? Beat up a bunch of cops. Yeah. See, so. that's a crime, right? That is politically motivated and designed to induce terror. And so they are, in fact, terrorists. And it was seditious activity, too. Arguably. Well, yeah. I mean, we, so. we, we've, we've misplaced the definition of sedition at this point. So it's hard to use it accurately in a sentence in the United States anymore. So my wife and I watched the tree lighting ceremony on the television. They have a big nbc production which they have the you whole were there you we watched it on the television we we were not there for the tree lighting no 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 you oh, can't okay. be there the tree lighting was, first of all it was attacked by terrorists but second of all mm. people line up for that tree lighting 
at um like noon and they just start you know like cordwood lining up on those streets and they have they had to protect it because they had to make room for the terrorists to march right so we, we watch it on tv and lo and behold the two star performers of the night Cher, who also mm-hmm. performed during the Thanksgiving Macy's. She did indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I did. I was uh, out in the kitchen of my brother's house having a pleasant conversation with my brother and was beckoned into the TV room by my wife and daughters so that I could see Cher, which was fine, but I, I would have been equally fine had I not seen her. She does look good for 77, though. I mean, in fairness. I guess she lip synced the whole thing. Is that right? I think they all do in that parade. I, you know, they, I don't know how they would do it otherwise, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, so, you know, Cher does that big thing. And then she goes out and she performs at the, uh, the tree thing, right. She's singing this song and it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know where her voice ends. And then the synth, you know, synthesis machine or whatever the thing that begins. It's just, a, it's like Ipedia, right? It's just out there. It's, it's all AI, buddy. You can't you can't trust anything. Your share might not have even been there. You don't know where Patrick ends and Ipedia begins. That's correct. You just don't. So Cher gets gets ready. She she sings her little heart out. And mm-hmm. Barry Manilow goes up to her and says, Cher, hold my beer. And the next thing you know, Barry Manilow, who I didn't even know, you're talking about Sandra Day O'Connor. Mm-hmm. I did not know Barry Manilow was still alive. I certainly mm-hmm. didn't know he was still performing. But listen, and my wife and I are watching this thing, and my wife is like, who, who is that? Mm-hmm. And I look up on the screen, and listen, if you do one thing today, please, 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 please. You know the Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You? Mm-hmm. Please Google Barry Manilow, okay? Mm-hmm. Pre-lighting, mm-hmm. All I Want for Christmas is You, because my friend, you are in... For a treat. Barry Manilow is 80 years old, okay? And okay. he's out there doo-wopping, singing mm-hmm. this. He has had more Botox than any person I've ever seen. His hair looks more like than he, Jerry Jones? Uh yeah, yeah. He, he and he's out there and he looks almost like an animatronic puppet. I mean, he's like literally just bouncing around, his arms are going up, one of his hands is snapping. He's making the same. <laughs> he's got, got this Gucci, big Gucci belt on. And he's got this smile, right? This smile that remember the Batman movie with the Joker? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got this. He's got this smile on his face. And it's like it, it's insane how he is just prancing around and dancing and he's smiling. And, and, it, and, and it's I mean, I've never I've never in my life seen anything like it. It's worth a, it's worth a watch. Um, probably the greatest holiday performance I've ever seen. Barry Manilow. Well, there you go. All right. I will Google that up and enjoy it at your suggestion. If there's one thing that I don't ever want to miss, it's an animatronic version of Barry Manilow doing a Christmas hit. And so I'll put that top of my list. Yes, you have to. You have to. He um, just, just outstanding. Outstanding. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, you need to. You need to watch it. And I would. Um, I would. Two hundred percent recommend it above anything else I've ever seen. And that's <laughs> of anything else you've ever seen. Anything else I've ever seen. 
to include the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl comeback. That includes all of that. That includes. Wow. Okay. The, buddy, that is a, that is a mouthful that you've just said right there. You've got to see the way he hits those notes or doesn't is startling. Yeah. So here's the, I, I, I did Google that precisely as you directed Barry Manilow tree lighting. All I want for Christmas. Look is at the look on his face. And the first headline that pops up in my very fine Googleinator here is Barry Manilow is totally unrecognizable at tree lighting. His eyes were like wide open. They'd done some recent surgeries. Eyes were wide open. He had a smile on beautiful white teeth like Nikki Haley and uh, just prancing around the stage like an animatronic non-human. Just singing the Mariah Carey song with, with very little. I mean, he was very excited, I guess, about it. For him, it was not much, not much emotion. Well, well, there it is. I mean, there's not much more we can cover at this point. We should have led with that. We should have led with that. We could have, you know, we could have gone quite some ways with that. Here's another headline. Barry Manilow gets roasted for his Rockefeller tree lighting appearance. Too much Botox. Uh, correct. Well, that's unfortunate. Have you ever had any Botox? I, I have not. I have not either. So I, I don't know what that is like or why you would want to do it. Um, but in looking at pictures of him, he does, he does look, uh, startling. He also not for nothing looks like they took a small, like, you know, maybe bath mat type of carpet and taped it to his head. Cause yeah. that cannot be real human hair that is sticking out of his head, but very unlikely to be his hair. Very yeah. unlikely. But why, why, you know, just as a side, kind of as we wrap things up here on this very fine program, why would you do that, right? I mean, do people not realize that you just look better aging naturally and have people look at you and go, oh, yeah, look at Barry Manilow. He's 80. He looks great, right? Because <clears throat> he, he, he probably would have. Do people not recognize that you, you, you're far better off from a physical appearance perspective just doing that? than trying to make people believe that you're 40 when everyone knows you're 80 and you, and you literally look like a space alien. Why do people do that? I have no idea. It's going to be painful as hell. And he looks like Kenny Rogers did that. God rest. Yes. He looks so different. Yeah. And it's just not what anyone's no pun intended looking for. No. Um, but you know what? To each his own. It was um, something. All right. Well, you know, but as we wrap it up, it is the position of IP frequently that you don't inject huge amounts of Botox into yourself or, or any other human being. We, that, that is our official IP frequently position, age gracefully, embrace it, become a graceful, kind, wise, older person that people respect. That's the way to do it. Don't look too far into the future because you're going to see a Trump-Biden, you know, part deux there nobody wants it nobody likes it but that's where we're heading and so with that in mind don't do the botox don't look too far in the future you can look one week into the future when we will be back right here on ip frequently this has been ip frequently once again clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth you're welcome <laughs>